1: It's that time again, Dana. We're winding up so we can kick some ADHD. How are you today?
2: I am good, David. I'm good. Now, I think we need to warn our dear listeners that I'm experimenting with my microphone, and it's sort of propped up on books and an in-basket. So if I accidentally hit it, it will be a crash and everything's fine.
1: (laughs) It'll be like the epic... (laughs) kick sound that we have. at the beginning. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Just
2: pretending we're kicking some ADHD. All right. But I'm going to try to see if I can talk without waving my hands around in the air.
1: And I have a new mic. And so I'm like giddy about my new mic. So, <laughs> you know, Hey, it's just a microphone kind of a day. What can we say?
2: It is. It's the microphone yeah. kind of day. Anyway, let's get into our topic today, David, which is making your mistakes, your friends.
1: And, and, and it's a great tie in Dana, because last time we talked about how to stop annoying people. <laughs> Yes, and sometimes I I just annoy people, and now that's a mistake, and I got to figure out how to solve that.
2: <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah, and and then there there's I don't there's other things about ADHD ADHD as well. I don't care how well you're managing it, you still are occasionally going to make an epic screw up.
1: Oh boy, you know I'm I, you you have to be right, but it's just deep breath. Okay. <sighs>
2: Yeah. yeah, and it's just the reality. And I've noticed that as I get have gotten better and better at managing my ADHD over the years, that when I do make a screw-up, it becomes, seems more and more epic.
1: Oh, oh, because you filter out all the little ones, and so the yeah. only ones that remain are the epic ones? Yeah,
2: so the <laughs> ones that remain tend to be larger.
1: Oh, man. Uh,
2: and well, we get, that's fun. Yeah, and then we get into all the things we were talking about. The couple of weeks ago, the and last week, the the rejection, the feeling sensitive, and like you're you know, everybody's looking at you, how wrong you are, and then also annoying people. and so there is logic in talking about this right now because it does roll off of what we've talked about the last couple of weeks,
1: yeah, it does. and and I think should we talk about why we make mistakes because, like I mean, maybe we all know this. <laughs> But like we, we wander right into them sometimes. Like it's like a moth and a flame and whoop, look, <laughs> yeah, you know, well, go
2: ahead, David. What has caused you to make your biggest mistakes?
1: Oh, my biggest ones. Uh, yeah. The ones that really stand out. Well, I, I, there's always some component of, in, of impulsivity. I would, I would say impulsivity is always a factor. Um, but also just these, these like short lived obsessions that we have where, something that entered our life is the most amazing thing in the world ever. Mm -hmm. And then two weeks later, it's like, Oh, what, what, what was that? I don't, you know, I don't remember that. (laughs) Did I do that thing? I was interested in that. That's interesting. I know. Right. So I think, and those are like related to each other, but I think those are probably the things that have caused me the most trouble.
2: Okay. Mine are distraction, just totally zoning out and also um, ignoring things. Just, just deciding, you know, deciding, oh, I'm not going to pay attention to that. And that's the thing that's gotten me in trouble a lot in my business. That's really affected the business. The distraction one, not so much.
1: Oh, Dana, that, yeah, you, you, okay. So yeah, no, that, that probably tops my list, ignoring things. It might, it might top my list. I don't know.
2: And, and it's. And it's you know that you need to be paying attention to it. I I feel I get signs something's wrong something's wrong. Pay attention to this, Dana. And I still just no 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 and go off about my day. And then eventually it's bam and you just get smacked upside the head.
1: Like when I got twenty five or thirty individual rather thick envelopes from the IRS within a seven day period of time. that might've been a clue that there was something I was ignoring. Mind you, I knew I was ignoring it. So I just ignored that pile of mail too. But yeah, eventually I had to address that. And uh, yeah, that was expensive. Yeah. And painful. Yeah. yeah. Yeah.
2: And when I ignored the fact that I had an assistant that just couldn't do what, I needed her to do. She was a delightful person, but she just didn't have the skills. And I just ignored it and ignored it and kept pretending she was going to get better. And then we went into a launch with things just absolutely a snarl.
1: Oh, yikes. Ignoring things. Yeah, that's, I hadn't thought about that. In fact, my, I was having a pretty good day really until.
2: Oh, <laughs> I'm so sorry. I, well, no, ignore I'm, I'm, I'm ignore what I just said, Dave.
1: I'll just try to ignore that, but I can't now because I'm obsessed by it. It's interesting. It's like, yeah, there's dopamine hit coming from all the pain and sorrow. I've said no, um, <laughs> Anyway,
2: yeah. what happens when we make a, a big mistake and oops, as they taught, they called it in ADHD training? coach training classes. When we we try and hide it, we Ooh. try and pretend it's not there. But, but it, we're not successful. And like with my assistant one, I had to apologize to so many people who wanted to be clients who were clients. I mean, it was, oh my God, how many apology emails can one person have to send? Um, so we try to hide it. We also go into shame. We go into guilt. We just, it just is, so besides dealing with the snarl that we've created, then we have our emotions to deal with as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, wow. So we, we will wander into these things and then it's like the mistake isn't the end. No. The mistake is like the beginning.
2: No. And what I used to do was it would happen and I would just try, you know, clean it up as best I could and try and ignore it and move on.
1: Right. Which is another mistake. But potentially, depending on what it is, I guess. Yes.
2: Because I eventually learned that my mistakes were a wonderful opportunity to learn.
1: It was a wonderful
2: opportunity to improve. It was was like a gift from the universe of this sign that, hey, Dana, here's something that you really do need to pay attention to, you need to handle.
1: Yeah. And I I guess maybe we can talk about this in, in more detail if it's interesting to you to do that. But like- Sometimes apologizing is not really a good idea, depending on what it is, you know, because if we, if, if, especially if it's something we're prone to repeat, like if I'm late consistently with something that I need to get done, if I apologize for it every time, it's like, I'm just a broken record, you know? And so some of the time I've shifted to kind of just saying, Hey, thanks for your patience on this, you know? Yeah.
2: And because I don't want to
1: draw attention to how late I am.
2: Yeah. And so the mistakes I'm talking about, David, are the bigger ones, the one-offs, not the things that we're doing constantly over and over and over again.
1: Okay, so you're talking about the more epic ones. Yeah,
2: and I want you to learn about the small ones, too.
1: Sure. Yeah. Okay, but we do this. So so we're all like this. If we have ADHD, we're, we're – I mean, I don't know. I, I think we're just almost guaranteed to do this from time to time, and I'm a little – Freaked out by you saying that the epic ones are the ones that remain. <laughs> like,
2: well, the ones they're I mean, the ones that remain in my head. The other ones, what I'm hoping for you and for all of our dear listeners are that you're constantly aiming to improve. It's a continuous improvement.
1: Absolutely.
2: With ADHD, yeah. unless you just want to let it rule the day. However, what we really want is for the smaller things like being late with projects or like being late to meetings, appointments, whatever, is that you are constantly looking at it and figuring out, okay, how can I get better at this? How can I get better at it? How can I get better at it?
1: And that's that's the value of of coaching and and, and like working with someone because you, you do, you mitigate that stuff and it, it, you either prevent it or you have systems that, you know, help it not be an issue.
2: Right. And then, so that is, the continuous improvement of the everyday, everyday living that we're we're talking about. And what I'm talking about today is when those systems fail and there's just a massive screw up.
1: So Dana, do you have an example
2: you'd like to share? Oh, of course I do. Of course <laughs> I do. Let's so, hear it. Let's hear it. Okay. So this happened oh, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago. And I'd been at the national ADHD international probably ADHD conference. And I was on my way home. Now to get from anywhere in the world to where I live. You've got to take like three or four flights because I live out sort of in the middle of nowhere. And um, so I had a layover in Salt Lake City and I was so excited and happy. And it was just a wonderful conference spending four days with people that were just as zany as me, and I was enjoying watching the um, little trucks go around the airport and loading airplanes. I sat there, and I enjoyed it, and I was just way off in this little weird corner of the airport, and I had forgotten that I'd been in a time change, and this was before Uh, I had my smartphone phone, before I had my Apple Watch, before all of that was automatically changing time,
0: and mm-hmm.
2: I was way off and I didn't hear them announcing my flight. And I didn't hear them saying, Dana Rayburn, please come oh, to your no. gate. Over You're and hyper over. Dana Rayburn, <laughs> the door is closing. Dana no, Rayburn. No. Yeah. And so finally I, you know, happily jaunt to my gate and the plane is taking off and it's, which totally screwed up everything. I mean, it, I was, I had to sit in airports for, I think it was like 12 hours.
1: Oh, cause and you had connecting flights that you had. I had
2: connecting flights oh. and I, and I had to rearrange the ride to the airport, which was very inconvenient for my darling husband and all these kinds of things. So that was a huge one for me.
1: That, uh, I have, I, I don't think I've actually missed a flight. But I did hear some guys, as I was on my way to almost missing a flight, who who were talking about time management seminars. And one of them had said, he said, I was, I was in this time management seminar. And the lady said, look, if you haven't missed a flight in the last year, you're spending too much time in airports. And I was like, that's just awful time management advice.
2: <laughs> yeah, it really is. Anyway, so what did I do? Well, I, I set up guards now. So what I have learned from my experience is so to make that mistake my friend is that i set a timer and i don't leave the gate i go you know i may i get to the gate right away first thing i i tend to tend to make that my base instead of right. going wandering around the airport
1: yeah And now you can, I mean, you know, the the charging stations and you can camp out there, you got Wi-Fi. you know, it's, it's a lot better now than it used to be.
2: Yeah. So anyway, that's just one of the ones that always sort of stands out in my head because it, it, the consequences for me and for my husband and my family, it was, it was a huge ripple. I mean, I think Scott had to miss something major because he had to pick me up and we had a, you know, I think she was a six-year-old at the time. Yeah. Anyway. Wow. Yeah. So. Let's take a break. And when we come back, let's talk about a useful approach to making your mistakes your friends.
1: it's David with a quick message for you. If you own a business or if you're responsible for marketing or growing a business, then this is something that you might be interested in. As you probably know, in my day-to-day world, I spend my life in digital marketing and we do... Strategy work with clients this year because of 2020. We decided to do something a little bit different. We're giving away some strategy work, so you can participate if you'd like. Just join us on our YouTube channel Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern time, and that includes this Wednesday. So we hope you'll be there. You can find us on YouTube. Just look up the Grow the Dream YouTube channel. It's youtubecom dream and if you come along there at roughly one o'clock Eastern on Wednesday, you'll find a live stream. Join us, and hopefully you'll find something valuable that'll help your business grow. Hope to see you there. All right, we're back. We're talking about how to turn those massive mistakes that we make sometimes into our friends. Dana, so far... I'm not sure that they're my friends. (laughs) Like, uh, and that's why we're talking about this. I know, right? So, so there's got to be some useful way that we can approach this thing.
2: Of course, there is.
1: Count on you for in these moments.
2: (laughs) Of course, there is because we don't want you to repeat the big ones. We don't want you to linger in guilt and shame. We want you to improve, to build success, to learn from them. So, what do we do?
1: Okay. Okay. All right. So, how do we how how do we approach this? It's
2: basically in an analyzing it. it. Okay. So, what you need to do is look at it, learn, and I, I kind of think of it as a little bit mis- of a mistake recovery plan. Okay. So, the first thing you say is what happened, and you just think about it as you're the story you're telling yourself now. So, I'm an idiot. I missed the flight. I'm so distracted. I'm a failure. I screwed up. I'm, you know, blah, 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 blah. And just get that out and notice it because it's okay. not true. It's not true. I'm not an idiot. Yeah, I get distracted. But you know what? I have a diagnosis. I'm a card carrying member of the ADHD tribe. You know, it's fair enough. So, so it's just. Not trying to ignore those conversations that we're having with ourselves, but acknowledging them and getting them out, opening, open in the air.
1: Mm -hmm, mm -hmm.
2: And then, so that's what you think happened. Okay. That's enough of that. Then what really happened?
1: That's good. Yeah. Right. I I think my, my mistakes along these lines, as I said earlier, tend to fall into like the impulse category, Mm -hmm. impulsive category. And I remember one really bad one when I was early in my marriage where I went to an all-day success seminar, you know, get motivated, and you had Zig Ziglar in the morning, and you had all these people throughout the day. And I bought what I was convinced I needed, a $2,000 package of legal documents. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> because you need the the right LLC or corporation <laughs> So that you, you know, when you start your business and I had so many business ideas, I'm like, Oh, I can't get sued and lose everything because I didn't set myself up legally correctly after this amazing sales pitch. So Dana, I am a sucker for the right sales pitch. If it, if you know, and in that moment, and I had a credit card with me that, and I, we had made the deal. It was early in the marriage. We'd made a deal. You're not going to spend over a certain amount without checking in all that stuff out the window, man. I came home with this and, and yeah, that didn't go well.
2: No, I bet it didn't. So when you think about, so what's the what happened story? You know, the, I screwed up, blah, 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 blah. What do you tell yourself?
1: Well, see, back then I didn't know I had ADHD. So I was really hard on myself over that one. And I tried to get a refund, you know, so, but my story was, it seemed like a great, it seemed like such a great idea at the time. Yeah. yeah. Right?
2: Yeah. And then- when you step back and think, okay, what really happened? What really
1: happened, David? What really happened? I, I I don't know. I heard a compelling sales pitch. The guy was a brilliant speaker.
2: Well, yeah. And I've been in the background enough at those kinds of workshops where they, you know, they're making it so you want to buy. They've got oh, you course. just slathering.
1: Yeah. And in fact, Dana, I went on to run events and have sold from the stage. And so now I can tell you the story that I have learned not to engage in the manipulative tactics that cause people to regret their purchase. Right. I won't do it. I will not. I know how to do it. I can do it. I know it when it's happening, but I will not do it. I don't think it's ethical right. to take advantage of people's impulsivity. Right.
2: So what really happened is you fell prey to a manipulative a manipulative sales pitch. Absolutely. And you are impulsive. And you had a credit card and you ran to the back of the room and bought something that you fell for.
1: I did. Yeah, I did. And so yeah, so I learned a lot. So there's there's that's a that's a nice, you know, set of things, but also, you know, easy to stay out of that situation? Don't go with a credit card to these events. You know, yeah. if you're going to go, go to learn something, but don't take your wallet. <laughs> right. You know?
2: And you know. so that's the, the next step there is, okay, what do I tell myself happened? What really happened? You know, what are the key pieces that I need to be aware of that I need to watch out for? And then what safeguards can you set up in the future that will, will protect you? And you just set those. You know, yeah. you're impulsive and, and you don't take your credit card, just zone out when you're in that, if you're in a situation where you're getting that kind of a hard
1: sell. Yeah. Or yeah, and exactly like, Hey, great time for a bathroom break during the last 10 minutes of the, of the, uh, of the, of the talk, right. Or whatever right. the thing is also right. w- another way to approach it might be to set a budget because what, what you find out is if you're going to go to one of these events and you know that you're going to pay for some education, you know, you plan for it, set a budget and wait till the end of the day because you can, you can still buy. Yes.
2: David, can you tell I, I, do? I watch Shit Screaks. David, <laughs>
1: I haven't have seen you it yet.
2: ever <laughs> been able to keep a budget, stick to a budget? Okay, so you're
1: calling me on my stuff here. Yeah, no, you know, that's have, just no. the
2: best idea mugged by a gang of facts. <laughs> That's so great. Because you said, okay, my budget is $500, and then they come up with this thing, and it's the $2,000 set of legal documents, and you're just going to – you're impulsive. You're going to blow past that budget.
1: You're right. No, you're right. Okay, so don't take the credit card. Fair enough.
2: And waiting till the end of the day,
0: (laughs) David –
1: well, then that way you've heard all of the pitches, right? Because then, you know, if you hear the the next one and it's better, then you're like, well, I already spent my wad. So now I know. So, you know, I don't know. Okay, you're right. But it was, really, it, it was really, it was
2: darling. It was darling. And what I also <laughs> need you to do is step back and really think about, okay, have I ever been able to keep a budget? This, and I'm dealing with impulsivity and maybe you have, I, I just no, I've never been able to stick to a budget. I don't budget because it's impossible to stick to it.
1: I did take my my I her, she doesn't work for me anymore, but her her title was field uh, sorry, field marshal. That was her actual title. <laughs> and she she was way more than you can't call her an assistant. She ran most of the business and and was really good at it, and I only did the things that I, you know, it was a good it was a good arrangement. Unfortunately, I lost her years ago, but I took her with me to uh, an event So specifically so that she could corner me and talk me out of buying something. And she did. And it was really great. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So maybe that is, you know, so what we want is for you to think up realistic safeguards. That's true. (laughs) And the other part is knowing what it feels like for So for you, knowing what it feels like when you're getting and becoming impulsive, impulsive spending, wh- where's it? What are you thinking? What are the urges in your body? What are you saying to yourself? Because it, it'll have a pattern.
1: It, oh, it will does. have an
2: emotional pattern. Just yeah. like I know my emotional pattern when I'm ignoring things. I, I'm getting this inkling, something's wrong. I need to pay attention to it. I'm just saying, no, do it later. Do it and just move on. So it's paying, starting to know what it feels like in your body, that awareness that I talk about so much. Everybody's so tired of hearing me talk about, however, it's essential.
1: Yeah. So for me, that thing is, is like dopamine all over the place. It's, it's like sparkling, you know, excitement. It's the ultimate squirrel when a good sales pitch for something that I really already am prepared to want. Or or it seems great to me. Wow! It feels it's like it's like having a hit of some strong medicine.
2: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. So I do know what that feels like. But that's good. I appreciate that. So that's a good. You you so you 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 want to put some guardrails in place? You know, realistic, ways to prevent
2: realistic guardrails.
1: Okay, that's that's important. <laughs> not my not my bogus guardrail that I was prepared to move forward with until you called me on it. And also then to notice how it feels when it's happening. That's really good.
2: Yeah. I like it. And then the last piece is think about, do I need to make it right with anyone? Do I need to apologize? What do I need to do in in case you need to mop it up? And that's going to help you with the shame and the guilt and get get stuff out in the, in
1: the open. I did a lot of apologizing for that one that I, that I mentioned. Yeah. That was a long, long term. Well, I, and it really, cause it, it damaged trust oh, yeah. early in a marriage. That was not a good plan. Right. Really not. A, I don't advise that at all.
2: Didn't work. Didn't turn out well,
1: huh? No, no, that didn't turn out well. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and it was totally my fault. But, you know, I it, in fairness, I also didn't know. This doesn't absolve me of responsibility, but I didn't know any of the things that I know now. See, like knowing this and having this conversation with you today, maybe if you're listening to this and you're hearing this episode, this gives you some framework to help. Maybe, maybe this will help prevent a mistake. Yeah. A, a whopper.
2: All right. So our, our, what you, what do you do? Our mistake recovery plan. It's what, ha- what are you telling yourself happened and just get it out, get out all the ugly stuff and the stupid stuff. Then what really happened? You know, what are the key pieces that caused the mistake? Thinking about what are my warning signs? What yeah. safeguards do I need to have in place? And where am I prone to making this mistake? And then paying attention to the emotions, how it feels. And mopping up, what do I need to do to make it right with anybody?
1: Yeah. And this this becomes really important. And I think to maybe kind of land this in the direction that we talked about earlier. Have you, I don't think we've had this conversation. Have you ever studied Stoicism? I know you're into meditating and, you know, there are a lot of benefits. Like, have you ever studied the old Stoics like Marcus Aurelius and some of the the no. you know, Greek Stoicism? No. There is this, there's this quote from Marcus Aurelius. The impediment to action advances action. What stands in the way becomes the way. It's like Ooh. the thing that is tripping you up becomes, like, it's like turning a stumbling block into a stepping stone, if you will, right? It's the idea that you, you did this thing, it was an epic blunder, but if you're willing to look at it like you're talking about today, right, and and analyze it and deal with it and face it, It gives you a way to move forward in strength that actually allows, like ADHD should become a massive asset for us, right? Right. So embracing this becomes a way not just to prevent the mistake again, but also to make us literally better people, stronger people, stronger, you know, more effective.
2: Yes, because then it gets the ADHD out of the pain in the butt, worst thing ever happened to me zone and turns it into a gift so you can use it as a gift.
1: Yeah, because a lot of these things that in, end up leading us to mistakes can also be tremendous advantages. And you know, I'm stating what you just said, I guess, but they really can be, you know? The um, the impulsivity and the things that might cause me to be a sucker for a good sales pitch, we've talked about this before, right? That gives, that That same set of things causes me to be really effective on my feet, talking, thinking on my feet. Or, or spotting opportunities that we need to capitalize on. Yeah, that sort of stuff. exactly. Yeah. I don't know if distract, distraction can too, though. I, I was thinking about like you watching the the trucks. Well, it,
2: because I, I was learned, looking at systems and learning systems and how do they do it? How do they make things better? And that's really what I was paying attention
1: to. I was
2: analyzing, all right, how does this big company make all of this stuff run right?
1: Because and, that's and, what you were, you were an analyst. That's what you did, right? You were a systems analyst. I still analysts, do right? that. Yeah. That's, you know, ah. that's what
2: I do with my cl- and That's what I do with my clients. It's not on the same level, but that's what really fascinates me is I'm always looking at, how do you do something better? So that that's really brilliant. is my strength.
1: Yeah. You were gathering yeah, it's data. What,
2: it's what we've yeah. done and what I've come up with for this podcast today. It's not, it's just, oh, okay. How do you make this? How, how do you make it better?
1: Love it. That so is that's, great. Exa-
2: that's exactly what I was doing.
1: And yeah, then so it ignored... wasn't just some random fascination, you were you were actually like engaged in a, you know, gathered data gathering process.
2: Yeah. And how does the ignoring things work for me? Um I think it's part of keeping me positive and keeping me moving forward. I I don't want to 100%. Get...
1: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I don't
2: want to get broiled, boiled, roiled, whatever the word is, down into into the the, just the swampy details. I, I need to stay positive. I need to stay moving forward and focused to do, build the business, to help the people I want to help, to do the things that I want to do. Absolutely. And, and that's yeah. probably where that came from.
1: And I, I have to agree. If I couldn't ignore and disconnect from some of these, especially the mistakes and the negative things that have happened, I wouldn't be able to function because <laughs> I have right. so many of them, right? Right, right. Yeah. So it's incredibly valuable when used correctly. <laughs> the, exactly. the, the the ability to ignore nice. I like it. Well, this is really good. I this this is a very useful day for me this this episode. Oh, well, thank you, David. No, thank you. No, no, thank you.
2: Oh, no. Thank you.
1: <laughs> and thank you, dear listener. I, I I we we were getting some comments now. I you know <laughs> on Facebook and stuff, and so I, I, I appreciate that. So for for you as a listener, if you're hearing something interesting today, something useful, we'd love to have you.
2: Let us know and rate, rank, rate, and review us on on your podcast app because that really helps them show us to more people.
1: It does. It makes a difference, and it's a way that you can sort of give back. If you're finding something valuable here, and um, if you're if you've got ideas or something you want us to talk about, you've got a story to share. Uh, make sure you visit our website, kicksomeadhd and there are ways there for you to reach out to us, which we would love to have you do. So that's cool. And Dana, I think we have a fun thing lined up for next time.
2: Yeah, we don't really know the title of it yet, but it's reducing the risk factors. You know, how do you um, how do you make it so you're not such at risk of ADHD being taking over your life?
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, that's going to be fun. I know they're. There's some interesting conversations to have with that. So looking forward to that. And um, wow. We did it. Cool. Okay. I've got nothing more to you. No, that sounds good. All okay. right. So yeah, we'll talk to you next week, Dana. Looking forward to it.
0: Thanks, David. Have a good one. You too. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Kick Some ADHD with Dana Rayburn and David Johnson. Did you find this helpful? Please share it with everyone you know who, Squirrel, uh, um, has ADHD or might and leave a rating and a review in your podcast app it helps other people find us for more help with adhd including information on dana's adhd success club and episodes of kick some adhd you've missed go to kick